You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Broadway fans. Welcome back to another episode of What's Up Broadway. We are your listening hub for Broadway breaking news, industry interviews, what's trending on theater socials, and fan Q and A. Today, I am back with my amazing co-host Christian Lewis. When planning for this episode, we decided we would both listen to the unofficial Bridgerton musical concept album that was released this past Friday and give you our thoughts. So Christian, I know you listened to the album. What are your thoughts? I did listen to the album. I listened to it last night all at once because I wanted like the experience of the show. I was actually a very big fan of uh, like burn for you burn for me whatever that song is penelope featherington and oceans away which were like the really big ones on tiktok when they happened mm-hmm. but i gotta say i like was not a big fan of <gasps> the concept album itself i don't really like the score from an adaptation perspective i don't like that they took like exact scenes and moments of dialogue from the show and just kind of like set that to music i wanted more creative choices happening i definitely am interested in TikTok to Broadway, and I love how that changes this process and makes it more democratic and faster and group, and I love that, but I would even love to see more of this Bridgerton, but I'm not very into this concept album as a concept album. I wish you all can see my mouth right now. My hand is over my mouth. I'm gasping. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> I think this is such an amazing Uh, first journey for these ladies. I also know that Pasek and Paul mentored them for this album, which is incredible. Like, how do you go from TikTok to like Pasek and Paul uh, mentoring you? It's amazing. Like Alone Together is my favorite song on the album, but also like for a concept album and for a first Uh, run at like a full score for a show that's already like beloved by everyone. Um, I think they did a wonderful job and the journey is only beginning for them. Yeah. I mean, I want to see the next part of the journey. This is a slight more criticism, but hearing that it's Pasek and Paul maybe explains to me why the score sounds very the same the whole time and very like the same one poppy note with this kind of like Mm. Regency orchestration to it. So I would like to see a bit more variety there. And I want to see them make some creative choices that don't feel like they just set some exact scenes. Like that opening number they wrote is like the exact first 
five minutes of the show almost that they just mm-hmm. like put sound underneath. So I want to see them do a bit more with this, but I'm excited for the future of this project for sure. This is a good segue into why musicals have book writers. So they were a, a, amazing lyrics um, and music. They just need a great book writer. On that note, let's get into some Broadway news. Finally, we can announce that Beetlejuice is returning to Broadway in April 2022. The show will play at the Marriott Marquis Theater in the spring. We have been giving you hot tips about this show's comeback for weeks, and it feels good to now give you all confirmation. Your thoughts? (laughs) I'm so excited by this. I love that the fans of this show love it so much. And it's really exciting to see a show that closed yet to come back, a show that closed prematurely because of Scott Rudin kicking them out for Music Man. I think it's really cool to see a production go from one theater to another, which I know has happened in the history of Broadway before, but it's not something that I've ever gotten to see. So I'll be I'll be intrigued to see how that happens and if they change their set design. I don't mm-hmm. know the dimensions of mm-hmm. the marquee that much, but I, I think it's a fairly large stage and I bet they would be able to work that like multiple house set that they have. So yeah, I can't wait to see what it feels like in a different theater. And I'm so happy for those fans. Mm-hmm. That that was my same thought. I was like, how is the set going to change at the marquee? Because the stage is definitely smaller than Winter Garden. David Corns is such an amazing set designer that he'll be able to just rework it and make it work. And he's been working on condensed set designs, supposedly, for Beetlejuice for a long time now. And I think actually the marquee is bigger than one of the other houses that they were Mm -hmm. trying to get. So I'm sure he has like all the different options for all the different stage dimensions ready to go for a new set design because they've been really fighting for a new theater. So I'm glad they got one. So exciting. We also received very exciting Tony Awards announcements just this morning. Audra McDonald and Leslie Odom Jr. will host the 74th Annual Tony Awards on September 26th, which is only about two weeks away, everyone. Audra, the six-time Tony Award-winning queen of Broadway, (laughs) will lead the awards portion of the evening, streaming on Paramount at 7 p.m. And then the Hamilton Tony Award winner, Leslie, is set to emcee the live concert event, Broadway's Back, which will air at 9 p.m. on CBS Paramount and the CBS app. So exciting. Ayana, what do you think? Uh, finally, we're getting some Tony news. I feel like <laughs> this is just such a weird Tony's. Like It is, but I feel like the American Theater Wing finally did something really correct with these Tonys. These two people could not ask for anyone better. Yeah, I, and listen, I don't know who's listening to this podcast, but if Audra doesn't do a shuffle along like bit on this awards, that's a missed opportunity. I hope she does. I want her to come out in that exact velvet gown and do her little like high kick again and then just start the show. Exactly. Like what a moment that would be. (sighs) Anyways, last week, many from the theater community gathered for the Trans March on Broadway. The event organized by CIS called attention to the erasure of trans bodies within the theater community and entertainment industries. Christian, I know that you were there. Can you speak a little bit about the event and what it meant to be a part of it? The event was so moving and political and both had a lot of anger, obviously, but there was also so much joy and just affinity. Being surrounded by that many other trans people in the theater industry who care about the exact things that I always yell about and write about online was so moving and special for me to be with people that felt so strongly about how we've been 
erased and pushed aside and silenced and in the broader world killed and attacked and discriminated against and legislated against. So it was a really, really great, really important event that I'm so happy that it happened. There was some really great speeches that happened. Iris and Nora Shell, who are both in Jagged Little Pills, spoke about how they were mistreated up during that show. Peppermint from Drag Race and Head Over Heels even talked about how on the queer utopia that was Head Over Heels, there was issues for trans cast members and people involved with the production. And there was other really inspired speeches by Eon Field Stewart, Jay Riley Jr. and Queen Jean. Just so much energy and power in that movement. It was beyond just transphobic comments that Sir Cameron McIntosh made a couple weeks ago. And it's now an entire movement to demand better for the trans community on Broadway. I hope people are listening. I hope change happens because of this. I'm going to keep fighting for this. As I said, the work just begins now. We are not done. We are continuing this fight. Ah, uh, that's amazing. I saw all the pictures and the reports and it looked like a great time, but it looked so important. And I'm glad that Sis is leading the change with boots to the ground activism. And I'm ready to see what comes from this. In other Broadway news, we received the full trailer to the Diana Pro shots. And I'm officially excited about this show. I wasn't in the beginning, to be honest with you. I was just like, oh, a Diana musical, great. Um, but the trailer really got me excited. Uh, did you see like the costume design? They recreated her wedding dress. <laughs> like Not only her wedding dress, the black cocktail dress with the diamond choker. Like they recreated several of her looks and I'm excited for the costumes, dot, dot, dot. I've only heard like rather bad things about the musical otherwise. And it was certainly, everyone was kind of holding their breath last season for it to open and kind of not expecting the best. So I'll be really interested to see what happens with it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't have great expectations, but I heard that the costume changes and the costumes are like the highlight. The lighting design also looks pretty interesting um, from the opening bit with like the paparazzi lights flashing. I thought that was interesting. So we'll see. I do think they have a real uphill climb that we're in this like major Diana moment where we have Diana the musical, we have the crown, we have Spencer with Kristen Stewart. Like there is so much Diana content out there that makes each piece automatically compared to the others and yeah. I don't know if the musical's going to win out in that battle, but we shall see. We shall see. There are also a few Broadway notables headed to Dancing with the Stars. The talk co-host and Broadway actress, Amanda Klutz, and Melora Hardin, who made her Broadway debut in Chicago, will be dancing the nights away. We are prepping for Curtain Up happening this weekend from September 17th to September 19th. The three-day outdoor festival will take place in the heart of Times Square. 22 unique events will take place on stages in Duffy Square and between 45th and 46th Streets. And the Broadway Podcast Network will be kicking off the festival every day with Wake Up Broadway. Christian and I will be setting the tone with What's Up Broadway before introducing your favorite theater talents to the stage. We have a Be More Chill celebration of Joe Iconis' birthday on Friday morning. And on Saturday morning, the stars of Freestyle Love Supreme will be discussing their show returning in October. And on Sunday morning, Off Book, the Black Theater podcast, a safe haven for Black theater artists, will talk about the real tea 
and we'll welcome esteemed guests from the Broadway community. Can't wait for this. It's going to be so special to have like all these Broadway people back together, getting to sing and have podcasts and panels and talks and Times Square is going to be a lot of fun. And I'm honored that I get to be part of it with you, Ayana. It's going to be a blast. In other news, everyone's talking about Jamie's, the musical adaptation film will be released on Amazon on Friday, September 17th. I haven't got to see Jamie yet. I'm so into it. Uh, I've heard so much buzz about it on London on the West End. I'm excited for the film. I'm also just really interested and into this idea with Diana and Jamie that we're getting these wide releases before Broadway gets to see them and kind of inverting that usual line of Broadway gets it and then the world gets it. So the Diana Pro Shot, we get to see it before we get to see it on stage in Broadway. And Jamie's getting a whole movie before it is coming to Broadway. There's a San Francisco production that's going to be happening and then maybe Broadway, but everyone will probably see the film first, which mm-hmm. is definitely not how things usually work. But it's, I also it's think this might a bigger be, audience. Right, and I also think this might be a test. Does this help? Because I know a few people, uh, some producers especially, said, you know, if this was wide release, it kind of hurts the show, but this might help. Like people may be interested. And we all know while we love pro shots and it brings accessibility, um, you don't see everything with a pro shot. Also the community feeling of being in a Broadway house or a regional house or off Broadway house, the community is what also makes a show. And so we'll see. I, I think this is a great test. I'm really excited about Jamie. I, I'm going I'm going into this show knowing just a little bit and I want to keep it that way so that I am surprised. Yeah, pro shots are really expensive and I get that they're definitely a gamble for like pre-opening, but it could Mm -hmm. make all the difference and it could make a lot of people want to see it. I especially think that the movie of Jamie, from what I've heard, is going to be rather beloved and could get a lot of people into those seats when it gets in San Francisco and maybe on Broadway. Yeah, I'm 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 so excited. So excited. Let's move into show opening and casting announcements. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is This a Room and Dana H. running in rep at the Lyceum have announced their full cast. Becca Blackwell, Will Cobbs, and Pete Simpson join Emily Davis in Is This a Room. The play recounts the story of the FBI investigation of former Air Force intelligence specialist reality winner. It's the actual transcript that they do live on stage. Fascinating. Deirdre O'Connell will reprise her role in Dana H. playing an ass mother as she recounts the terrifying kidnap experience. Previews for Is This a Room begin September 24th, and previews for Dana H. begin on October 1st. 
I love both productions. They were very downtown, off-Broadway. They're both like verbatim documentary, real theater, where people are either saying the lines of something that actually happened, or in the case of Dana H. Deirdre O'Connell, like lip syncs the entire audio transcript file recording of Lucas and Ask Mother. It's really something to see. And I'm so happy that both are happening in rep at the Lyceum. That's not something that gets to happen on Broadway. And thanks in part to Ayana over here, who's on the producing team for both of them. Yeah, I'm very excited about these shows. A Christmas Carol will not return to Broadway this season as previously announced. However, three-time Emmy winner Bradley Whitford will star as Ebenezer Scrooge in one production that's going to launch November 12th in Spokane, Washington, and then we'll have stops in Phoenix, Vegas, and L.A. And in a separate showing, OB winner Francois Batiste will play Scrooge in a San Francisco-based production that's going to start November 26th. Moving on in casting announcements, Nkeki Obi Malekwe will succeed Adrian Warren in the title role of Broadway's Tina, the Tina Turner musical on November 2nd. Casting was also announced for the national tour of Waitress. The leading ladies include Giselle Solel, Ayon as Jenna, Kennedy Salters as Becky, Gabriella Marzetta as Dawn, and the tour will begin previews on October 2nd in Springfield, Ohio at the Clark State Performing Arts Center. Lastly, in casting news, <laughs> the Book of Mormon will star Kevin Clay as Elder Price, Cody Jameson Strand as Elder Cunningham, Kim Exum as Nabalungi, Oliver Award, oh, sorry. Olivier, sorry. Olivier Award winner Stephen Asheville as Elder McKinley, and Sterling Javis as Mafala Hatimbi. Okay, that's a lot of casting news. Christian, anything you're excited about? Well, not in casting, but I am uh, skeptical, but uh, interested in the Book of Mormon supposedly making some changes. But to stick to actual casting, I'm really excited that Adrian Warren is going to be due Tina for a little bit. I know that it's exhausting for her and really demanding as a role. So I'm excited that she's having someone else take over the role. And this other woman has done it in the West End, I believe, and has understudied her before. So I'm excited that she's getting to do Tina Turner too. And Adrian Warren is going to do a month after Tony's. And I feel like it's just going to be her victory lap and everyone's just going to like give her standing ovations constantly. So I'm, I'm happy for that. Yeah, I'm also happy for that. I also saw in Keki, because I think before Broadway shut down, she was Tina on Wednesdays. Um, oh. And I thought she was really good. So, you know, I'm excited. For I've her heard to several take people that saw her in understudy performances or in the West End that were obsessed with her. So I'd see it again with her. Yeah, she's definitely really good. And, you know, Adrian Warren is like a force to be reckoned with. I also heard that she's going into another show, another Broadway show right after this. I don't know which show, but Ooh, I heard that she is. So that's a great hot tip. Um, I thought she would be taking a break, but she is preparing for another role, which is exciting. She's probably so in demand right now. So moving mm -hmm. on to the next thing. Okay, and other not about casting, but other Broadway news that happened. Passover had their opening night celebration, red carpet, whole party. Ayana, you were there. How was it? Oh my goodness, it was so much fun. I mean, this is like Passover's <laughs> third or fourth opening, but this was like the official like opening and party. There were so many people there. I can't even name everyone, but like Ava DuVernay, uh, Blair Underwood, there were like, so many people. Um, and then the party was amazing. It was on uh, at Versa on a rooftop. And, you know, it was a vibe. 
I had a lot of fun. Yeah, Passover's really been like spreading the love with your parties. You have like first preview, block party thing, opening night of when reviews came out, this opening night, but like, let's do it. What else do we have? Keep celebrating Passover. It deserves all the parties. Just do it. Keep going. Let's celebrate life. Like we're all here. I mean, it doesn't even have to be attached to a show. If there's a party, I'm coming to it. (laughs) It doesn't have to be, but it's also like, what a great show to celebrate. And Mm -hmm. a black female playwright opened Broadway up. Like she deserves all the parties. And Antoinette looks stunning. If you can find... If you can find pictures of her last night at the party, stunning. Let's get into what's been buzzing on theater socials. So theater Twitter blew up this week in reference to invited dress rehearsals. On Sunday, both Wicked and Hamilton had invited final dress and I wasn't invited. Were you Christian? I was not invited. We're only a little bitter. Yeah, only a little bitter. And I'm wondering who actually gets invited to final dress rehearsals? Do we even know? We don't know. They're definitely keep that's an industry secret. And I think it's because only industry people that I guess does not include us are part of that. I think it's probably like the actors and the like team for backstage producers, design team are all probably like given a couple seats and then they give them out to some of their friends. Yeah, but then like Wicked, I saw people who are like ultra fans were at the invited dress. So I was just like, I have no idea who gets invited to these things. Um, Yeah, you know, actually thinking about that, I know a lot of uh, theater stands from Twitter and I've definitely seen them also at other invited dresses. Maybe if you like really make yourself known to this team and in the days of lots of stage touring, maybe if they knew people, they gave some fans early access for an invited dress. I don't know. So we say all of this to say, Christian and I, our inboxes are open. Send us invites. We will come. We will talk about them on What's Up Broadway. Just yes, saying. We will. Just Especially saying. like I get to see things because I'm a critic, but all of these shows that are reopening that were already open, I'm not going to get tickets to those, but I want to see them again. I'll go see Wicked. I'll go. Give you a ticket. Exactly. Also, a recent Variety interview also sent theater Twitter ablaze. The Variety interviewer was speaking to the leads of the forthcoming Dear Evan Hansen film that everyone is talking about good and bad and assured Ben Platt that there is no Evan Hansen without Ben. Interesting. I know you have some thoughts on this musical as a whole, Christian, but what are your thoughts about this comment? This comment made me mad. I felt that it was really blatantly disrespectful to the many people who have played Evan Hansen. And I get that Ben Platt originated this role and workshopped this role for a long time and won a Tony for this role. And all the problems that I have with this musical, I actually think he, he gave on Broadway an incredible acting performance that was very fully embodied and convincing and emotional. But to say that there's no Evan Hansen without Ben felt really rude. It's also in this age where we have a lot of musical that get turned into movies and they don't keep any of the cast. They kept Ben, but that doesn't usually happen. And that's probably in large part due to the fact that his father produced the stage and the film one. But think about the number of other Broadway musicals that got made into movies and they didn't kept any of the cast. And we wouldn't say like, there's no this show without the star because they just replaced them with a film actor. So I I thought that was just not a fair thing to say at all. I agree with everything you said. I 
have only seen Dear Evan Hansen when Ben was in it. I saw it really early on in Broadway. And look, I mean, the music I think is great. I don't I think the show is problematic and there are some changes that need to be done to the book itself and the storyline, but to say that Ben is the only one who could do this role is so absolutely wrong. Like there are other people, uh, talented actors that have taken on this role since he's left Broadway and I've heard great things about them. So, you know, the it's comment about a- Ben just reeks of privilege. Like no one but you could do it. And it's just, it's so not true. That's it's just not, no. it's not. And he's talented. Ben Platt is very talented. I don't want to take that away from him. But he's not the only one who could do this role. Like, no, absolutely and, not. And interestingly, the majority of the reviews for the Dear Evan Hansen film have been bad. Like, either mixed or, like, very bad. Mm-hmm. And in particular, the reviews of Ben Platt have been bad. It's a really notable example of someone whose performance was almost universally praised on Broadway in a show that got such great reviews to now have a pretty straightforward film adaptation and it not get good reviews. And the star, who everyone used to love, his performance has in particular been very criticized. And how weird is it that we get Come From Away Pro Shot the same month that we're getting Dear Evan Hansen film adaptation? Because Come From Away lost to Dare Evan Hansen we're, we're doing and the those, Tonys. It's so weird. We're doing weird. the Tonys all over again. I'm all sure. All over again. Now we just need like a great comic pop-up concert and we can really <laughs> relitigate how those Tonys went. Because let's say I was not happy. If Great Comet came back though, there's so many people who love that show who would be I so excited. I would be there. I love it so much. Seeing Great Comet is like one of my top ever theater experiences. Love it so much. I would be there. But before we wrap, make sure to check out broadwaypodcastnetwork.com for new episodes, including the theater podcast featuring a conversation with Barry Sonnenfeld about his journey to Schmigadoon. Eleven podcast chats with Alexandra Billings on her role as Madame Morabelle in Wicked. Anything Goes podcast honors Broadway's greatest Ethel Merman. Built for the Stage podcast talks with Stanley Martin of Aladdin, the musical. And don't forget to check out BPN's latest podcast, Burnt, Broadway's first true crime podcast all about Rebecca the Musical, the show that set Broadway ablaze. And a big congratulations to the Wrong Cat Died podcast, who just hit their two-year podcast-versary. Make sure to listen to this unique podcast about why Grizabella was the wrong cat to die via bpn.fm slash twcd. Make sure to download our iOS app at bpn.fm slash app for early access to all these episodes and more. So let's get into some fan Q&A. Kate, who is one of my favorite theater TikTokers at Theater Is Life on TikTok, answered a question. Would she rather a pro shot or a film adaptation? And I thought it would be fun for us to answer this. What do you think, Christian? Oh, Ayana, I'm guessing we're going to have very similar takes on this, but who knows? I, as a theater person, would much rather a pro shot. I want people to see what I get to see just because I live in New York City and get press tickets. I want everyone in the world and the country to get to see the really great things that I see on stage. 
I love adaptations. I study adaptations. I think film allows people to do things you can't do on stage. But I prefer the innovation that the stage makes you do. And I would love to see a pro shot instead of a film adaptation. Also something I spoke to earlier that I want to see the Broadway actors do their stuff on Broadway on stage. I don't want to see them get replaced by film actors in an adaptation. I absolutely agree. I also prefer a pro shot. Unless you have the team of In the Heights doing every film musical adaptation. Because the In the Heights film adaptation blew my mind. And their use of like the dancing on the side of the building. I was just like, you cannot do that. I mean, you could, but you can't really do that on Broadway. Um, And I loved, I loved absolutely loved uh, the film adaptation to In the Heights. But that's to say, you know, there are so many others that I did not like. And I think a pro shot gives access to people who are not in New York, the chance to see all of these shows that we are get we are able to see. I hope that more pro shots come. I know that there's like a library that locks them away for research purposes. Well, okay, wait, to be fair. Uh, those like mythical things that are in the library. They're at the New York uh, Public Library for the Performing Arts at Lincoln Center. They're not mm-hmm. pro shots. They're like single camera, back of the house, research archival purposes only, mm-hmm. not compelling. No producers would ever want those like on streaming. <laughs> so like, I, I hate when people yell at the NYPL. But anyway, <laughs> I, I wish we had a lot more pro shots. In terms of film adaptations, I agree with you. In the Heights, perfection other than that i put phantom and chicago movies up there but other than that i want pro shots and we've been talking a lot about this mysterious streaming platform that may be buying a broadway house which could be really cool but i also think that we have like broadway on demand and broadway hd Mm -hmm. and we should just like make a streaming service that i guess is kind of expensive but is way less than actual ticket prices and has tons of broadway pro shots on it it could change people's life. Like a pro shot, the pro shot of Into the Woods is why I do what I do now. And I want more shows like that out there for people to see pro shot, see something on stage and be, I want to do that. I want to be on stage. I want to see stuff on stage. I want to be in this theater world that is not a film, that's a theater. I don't think I could say anything better. And I also know that Off-Broadway has a ton of B-roll shots that are really good. I've seen a couple of them that are like, you need a passcode to see them. Um, And they're really good. And they should be submitted to a streaming platform or something. I mean, come on, producers. Like, let's let's make this happen. And once again, like we've said, uh, yeah, all kind of filming things are a gamble. But think about how many off-Broadway shows that are really great, have that B-roll footage. What if they put that out there and that was how they got to Broadway? I mean, think about Be More Chill. Think about Passover that had filmed versions, legally, illegally, very legit, <laughs> less legit, out there, got such fans. And that's part of the reason they got money and producers and got to Broadway. So more accessibility leads to more accessibility. And drop the mic, Christian, because that <laughs> is perfectly stated. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of What's Up Broadway. You can learn more about What's Up Broadway at bpn.fm slash wub and connect with us on Twitter at bwaypodnetwork. Send us a hot tip at bpn.fm slash hot tip. And please make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating and tune in next week for another episode of 
What's Up Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.